How's it going, everybody? It's Josh Rimini here with your Functional RX podcast. Uh, I'm Josh Rimini at Dilworth Drug and Wellness Center. I am, and we're going to talk a little bit this week about sleep and how we can uh, help this naturally and with lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, I was suffering ish from not great sleep, and so we just went out and purchased a new mattress. So maybe you can help me and know if that is one of the things to do or is there more things that I should be doing? Well, that's, you know, I we constantly get this question in the pharmacy and over the years is I can't sleep, I can't sleep. The sedative hypnotics are very popular, right? Mm. Everyone knows what Ambien, Ambien is. Ambien, yeah, that's the only one I know. And, you know, we we really have to talk a little bit about the importance of sleep. Like again, the the common thread in this podcast is the things we talk about are like kind of no brainers. There's like, yeah, sleep is important, but really why is sleep important, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows we should get enough sleep. This should have been called the pharmacy. Why (laughs) it's not your functional pharmacy. It is, but it's why, why is this your functional pharmacist? Functional medicine, functional health is all about the why the root cause. And I was actually in a entrepreneur's conference in Charleston last week a really awesome conference. Got to hang out with 750 of me's running around. <laughs> That's scary. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Owners, entrepreneurs. But there was a neuroscientist that was talking. And they really were talking about, like, uh, what's going to happen in the future of business and neuroscience. And it's, it's a little bit of a creepiness to it. Like, we're going to be plugged into computers. It's happening kind of thing. But at the end of it, she talked about how important like things like sleep and rest were. And I was talking about this with my patient this week. Sleep is designed for our body's regenerative systems to turn on, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't actually form our memories from our, also we can't form our memories. So if we have an experience, we don't actually imprint that memory until we sleep. Hmm. So people that can't get into deep, like Remy kind of sleep and or I don't need sleep to function, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. They don't get to actually detoxify their brains and they don't get to actually start the body's healing mechanism. So these balancing things that we've talked about with CBD and all these other things that we want the body to heal itself. Well, the the most important part of that is, is rest and sleep. So we have to really emphasize to people that you know, in order for us to heal, in order for us to be well, we one of one of our personal lifestyle modifiers that we coach people with in our programs, one of them is directly related to sleep. So we mm-hmm. always ask that question. So stress is one piece, but sleep is another one. So generally, you know, depending on what works for you, but most of the time people need about seven, eight hours of sleep in a perfect world. And since we're so busy in this day and age, Time is a, the new currency and energy, right? right? Right. So, quality sleep is also important. It's not just it's not just mattress time, right? You got that new mattress, which we'll talk about a little bit. It's real nice. <clears throat> it's cooling. It makes me feel good. So, well, there's a whole detox component to that too, um, <laughs> and what kind of mattresses are work well, and why it's so important to have an actual good good mattress because you spend about a third of your life on that mattress. Mm, That's a good way to think of it. You don't consider that most of the time. I always say spend money where you get the most value in your health. So 
we've taken apart um, in our minds, in our family. So let's talk a little bit about the mattress since that was, that was the lead in here <laughs> is if you have allergy issues, it should be hypoallergenic. Um, and needs to be supportive, not just comfy, right? It has to support your spine. Um, if you have children, small children, you don't want a cushy mattress. You want one that's going to support the spine because if what, think about how much growth happens with a child. Mm -hmm. I've got my girls are three and five, and you know they always crawl into bed in our bed, and we're like, and we have latex mattresses. I think they're the most healthy. That's what we got. Mattresses to have. Memory foam is full of chemicals. Uh, you have to be really careful with that. Toxic exposure, the flame retardants that are pretty much, you know, required by a lot of mattress companies. I'll have a ton of toxins. The off-gassing of that is really... So all those things add up when we talk about toxic burden, toxic load, which we'll, we'll have a, a whole podcast on just toxins um, and toxicity and detox, which is hugely important to people. But one of those things you can do is get a good, because latex mattresses are, are come from rubber, rubber trees, and they're really supportive. You can get different kinds of layers and, and things like that. Have to be careful in the companies you get it from. There's for me, it's like I, I geek out on everything, right? So it's like, oh, we need a new mattress. I'm going to research the mm. heck out of it. So I've done all this research on mattresses over the years because when we moved, we had to get a new mattress. And we have these latex mattresses, but we made a mistake. Some companies will, will glue the pieces together, which gives you another component of toxicity. Right. But breathability, you know, spinal uh, support and comfort. So you can get them in different levels, but latex is the way to go and, and use a company that's going to get it from a, a nice clean source. And I actually have a, a company we use, I think it's called uh, organic mattress company or something. They're out down in Charlotte and they're, they're really good people. Yeah. So mattresses are super important and they need to be replaced on a regular basis, especially if you have a box spring kind of mattress, you can get organic kind of ones with, with less toxicity there too. We've done it for both of our children. Yes, you pay more, but you're spending a lot of time on there. You want your child to, you know, not have exposure to chemicals and things like that. Right. So it's, it's all about that. So for us, get a good mattress, make sure, you know, this is a good reminder for people to just check how, how long has my mattress been there? What's a good age on a mattress? How long should oh, you have geez. it, you think? Um, there's definitely ways to look at that. I think it's like th like three to five years, I think. Oh, yeah, we, we, did, we did just fine then. With, um, but with a latex mattress, they are more expensive, and they're, they're heavy. When we had to move out of our house, they are heavy. We ended up... Um, so be, they, they have a bigger shelf life because they don't tend to wear down as much as some of the other ones. Good. Sorry, we're in a podcast studio today, but I keep hitting the cord, and I think it uh, might have cut out for a second or two. So if we did that, I apologize, mm -hmm. but we're back on. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a new studio today. So it's a more... Uh, it's not my studio. Co-working studio. It's not your studio. I, yet, have, I have one, but I live an hour away, so, so I'll come to Josh so rather I, than... I make you come to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the actual uh, talent, so right. I'll come I'll come to the talent. So so sleep, right? Um, it's important to get quality sleep. How do we get quality sleep in this day and age, right? Because people are coming to me. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. What do I need for sleep? And in my mind, there's two components to a sleep cycle. We have a rhythm of of sleep, right? The 
when it's when it's nighttime, our brains are supposed to shut down and go to sleep, and when it's daytime, our brains are supposed to be alive and awake. And come, so melatonin regulates that. People, most people understand that that's a, a a nutrient or a hormone in our bodies that regulates that circadian rhythm of sleep. So it's wonderfully important for, and a lot of people will use that for sleep aids because if there's a, a less melatonin on board, and because we don't have enough production of it or something else is being used in place of it well your body's not going to know to be tired when it's dark so we use it a lot for jet lag too it's a number one thing you could Hmm. do if you if you travel uh and you're in time zone differences or going across the pond and going to other you know countries bring melatonin with you because it will reset it's a very good reset for the the day night clock that we have in our brains really good tip hugely important it's so it's easy that's my number one tip tip. i've taken away from our podcast so tip number one use melatonin for jet lag and i use it a lot in my supplements for sleep but most of the people in this day and age we talk about the pill for the ill strategy right Mm -hmm. so whether it's a pill for the ill or a natural pill for the ill they're like okay can't sleep what do i need to take me to sleep well it's it's slightly more complicated most of the time i usually first question i ask is how's your stress level think of the stress hormones that we have in our body and we've talked a little bit about stress in Mm -hmm. these podcasts is if cortisol is high because you're trying to run from the tiger you know in fight or flight mode and we're stressed and we're running well that's the opposite of of rest and melatonin so they're kind of counterbalancing to each other so we can address the sleep cycle but we also have to address the stress cycle so a lot of times i'll i'll open up a conversation with somebody about how they're managing their stress and what they're doing in that because there's so many things we can do there but on the sleep side of the equation you know sleep we always say these are like the common things we should know like Sleep hygiene is important. Right. Of course it is. Well, how do you improve So it? how many of us are on our phones until we go to bed, right? Or mm-hmm. how much of us are checking our emails right before we go or to bed? watching TV. It's white noise. It's, it's, it's activating different pathways and different wavelengths in your brain to be activated. So we need to take time to wind down. And that doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to watch TV and wind down. I refuse in my family to have a TV in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's you know, it's relaxing. I can't even, some people have even had a couple of roommates, like I can't even fall asleep without the TV on. I was like, how does that happen? I never had a TV in my bedroom until college. Then we took it out when we got out of college and we recently put it back in the bedroom and I don't like watching TV in the bed before I go to sleep. No, I, I, so routines are really important to mind me down for anybody. So sleep hygiene is important, right? So calming, relaxation, things that are, you're going to wind your brain down from your day's stress and activity. You want to get those beta waves into the more the alpha waves, which basically means the calming space. We'll talk a little bit later about supplements and stuff. I read. That's what I do. So, so I, I th- read books, and for me, it's mostly reading books about, you know, health, wellness, entrepreneur. Like I still read to learn, but that's what I, that calms me down for some reason. I don't read fiction or anything. Mm-hmm. Jamie, my wife, she's the opposite. Mm-hmm. She loves. She's in two book clubs. She reads like three books a I month. I knew she read a bunch. She just and it's it's my goal for this year is to read twelve books a year. She's you like, know? I do that a month. So she's hit her thirtieth book already this year, and so she's like, well, I I met my goal of thirty, 
what do I do? Like, I was like, let's read a book together. And so we can read like some of these books that I'm interested in and she's interested in, which is pretty cool. So I read. I also recommend people do like deep breathing exercises. I was going to say some sort of yoga, meditation, stretching is probably great. Mind body is important for everybody. And we're going to do literally a whole podcast probably today on just mind body, but mindfulness training for insomnia disorders is super important. And what does that mean? It reduces insomnia, gets you to a deeper sleep, fewer episodes of wakefulness during the night. Cause a lot of the times it's not necessarily, some people have trouble falling asleep and some people have trouble staying asleep. The staying asleep piece is it's, it's very routine. It's like, do you wake up around 2 or 3 a.m. every night? And they're like, yes, that's me. And I'm like, okay. So the stress is coming. The cortisol is coming in because cortisol is how we're going to be able to fight our stress, right, and our perceived stress. Well, the brain is pretty important, and it's pretty smart. So it knows that you're going to be stressed tomorrow because it's been stressed how many days, right? Mm-hmm. So people that live this high, we're going to talk about stress response, not just the stress itself. People are like, well, I can't get rid of my stress. No, we can't, but we can get, we can manage the response to it. Mm-hmm. But in this case, the the brain is, is reacting. It's, it's, it's neuropathways have been wired, right? We all understand this, right? Our neuropathways can be wired. And the longer the experience we have, the tighter they're wound, right? The, the harder it is to unwind them. So if the brain is, is wired to perceive stress every morning, because that's when it hits, well, it's going to mount the response to that. So two or 3am, it's going to start turning on the cortisol from your adrenal glands and and what happens is your brain will wake up it has to wake up because mm-hmm. that's what cortisol is going to do right so you get that melatonin cortisol imbalance and that's when i really talk to patients about managing and responding to their stress levels and what we can do to test for it and look for that and there's a whole process to it but at least understanding that we have these pathways that are wired and mindfulness or a mind body meditative type thing is extremely important to unwiring some of those things and rewiring more healthy pathways mm. it uh, we use uh, heart rate variability at at Dilworth drug at the wellness center side to teach some of those neuropathway changes as well it's more like a biofeedback it's a little bit like meditation it's a little bit like deep breathing but it's got some other things to it but if any sort of mindfulness, meditative mind body component. And I give, I give patients one form. It's just a deep breathing exercise. You know, people again will be like, yeah, that makes sense. I should do deep breathing. Well, what happens is you're bringing more oxygen to the brain, into the body. Um, you're also reducing the stress response system. It's called the HPA access. So our brain's response to stress is being deactivated. We're going more into this parasympathetic or calming state in our systems. And if you do deep breathing for 10, uh, 10 to 20 minutes, even sometimes five minutes, you can reduce that stress response system and get into a more relaxative state. With a mindfulness-based practice, it's more of, of being I use body scans a lot. Like you can calm. There's a couple app, uh, mm-hmm. mind space. Well, I was going to ask you, have you heard of uh, whoop? No, I haven't. So my, one of my buddies just got this and it's a thing that you can wear on your wrist and it, it, it tracks your stress levels or like your, it's not stress. It's like your work 
So like how how hard your body worked that mm. day, and then it tells you how much sleep you need to get to replenish your stress levels, basically. Interesting. Yeah, and so you know you'll sleep, and it'll tell you you recovered seventy five percent because you didn't get as great of sleep or sleep long enough or whatever it is based on the amount of stress you put on your body the previous day. I well, figured you would nerd out about that. Well, what's good about like these biomarkers or these these data, right? Data is, is important and, and we're getting more and more good data in, in health is, you know, these sleep monitors and all these things. There's another component to that that I'm not so sure about is what frequencies these electronic things are actually doing to our bodies. Mm-hmm whole nother topic in there about energy management and stuff like that. But what's good about these things is you can people like quantification, right? That's 70, 75%, you know, I I have to reach my number, right? Right. So it's nice to have some of these things that can, they're useful tools is what they are. It's a reminder, you know, if we had constant good reminders to, you know, I, I think the Apple watches have a little reminder, which just it hits you and it yeah. says, all right, breathe. breathe. Well, that's physiologically important. We can say, oh yeah, that's right. I'm going to just knock it and silence my watch and keep going. But imagine if you took 60 seconds out of your day to do deep breathing, you know, in through the nose, five seconds, two seconds, hold out through the mouth, five to seven seconds. And that's like repeat. 10 breaths. You actually are doing something physiologically that's going to help your whole stress response system calm itself down get into that less fight or flighty state and doing these things at scheduled times during the day is an additive effect this is why meditation is additive you don't fix your brain with one meditation that's why it's hard for people to grasp including myself i'm a really crappy meditator i my mind is always racing Mm -hmm. and I've taken uh, MBSR classes here in Charlotte. It's called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. Jamie and I both took them while she was pregnant with our first child to get you know, an eight-week course to really start working on it. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. MBSR is great. It was um, perfected around in the Western cultures by John Kabat-Zinn. He wrote some books on it. But all of it's relatively mounted. There's many different modalities of meditation and most people that aren't familiar it kind of dissuade as like it's that those other people do that stuff. It's not me. And it's it's really not that. Like you don't like train and then become a good meditator. You just you're you're being, you're sitting, you're you're, you're, you're there. You're breathing and you're in the present. And so there's different ways to do that. And I always invite people to just explore different, you know, what's good about the apps is you know, I use calm a lot. Mm-hmm. Um costs like 40 bucks a year and you have a multitude of different kinds of meditations guided meditations which are great for beginners because this person is speaking to you you put on headphones and they're guiding you through it and you can do guided meditations for sleep and you can do a body scan so you're you're getting your mind off the problems that you have during your day that are consuming you to not sleeping, right? It's not that we can't shut our brains down. It's just our brains are always active because we're ruminating about what we have to do tomorrow right. or what happened in the past. And and don't you see it as a much more common problem in high-level executives, business folks, entrepreneurs? Yeah, well, I'm one of them. Yeah, same. It's 
which is why I, I kind of I am excited to bring some of our wellness programs to head and like look at for our target markets of people like yeah the the higher the stress the bigger the reward right so yeah. people that are in high profile positions jobs you can even say professional athletes people that are in the spotlight high level executives at the same time it's we have performers in all different realms that are the, the their response to their problems and stresses are so much more you know we all know those people are like man nothing gets to that guy and how can he do all that stuff and just you know sleep mm -hmm. like a baby and be perfectly healthy it's what we say about you josh no, um, well <laughs> i i do my best because i at least i know what i need to do you know yeah and i'm in my programs i'm i'm on my stress recovery program because i'm a stressed out guy I like to i do too much that's my thing it's mm -hmm. too many hat syndrome so long of the short mindfulness mind body technique deep breathing could be yoga could be a guided try something right don't don't do the same thing over and over again and expect the different results. It's definition of insanity. Right. So if we're looking to say, well, what can I eat that's going to put me to sleep? Then we're not really getting to the root cause. Kill the white noise one to two hours before bed. So turn the TV off. Turn your phone off. I think there's an there's definitely a, an addiction to social stuff and phones. You know, yes, there I, is. That's how I make a bunch of money is by having people be addicted to it. I understand the psychology of it. And so I, I train myself to, you know, you know, I don't need to, to I just put my, in another good, uh, so tips of the trade, right? Tricks of the trade for getting good sleep, you know, practice something to quiet the brain down, get rid of the white noise. Another thing is get rid of your clock. If you have an alarm clock in front of your bed, turn it the other way. Don't look at your the time on the clock. What's the worst thing you could do if you wake up in the middle of the night? Look at the time. Look at the time because what can you do about it? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. If you have one hour left to sleep or if you have four hours left to sleep, but what happens is you want to look at the time so you can quantify right. how many hours do I have left? Oh, my God. I'm not. And all of a sudden your brain's turned on. Supplements. Here's where people start to really think, what can ease me or guide me to sleep? Been using CBD a lot. This is something that's kind of restoring balance in the brain and very healthy for the neuropathic signaling and, and the rebalancing. So it's definitely part of my program now, getting good results. That's what I use as one of the things I use to help with sleep and reducing stress. We've got plenty of podcasts on that. People can really mm -hmm. look and see a couple of those homeopathic stuff like herbal products, like chamomile lemon balm, passion flower, rhodiola. There's a couple different blends that I could use that kind of put, I like using kind of those homeopathic stuff or naturalist stuff like, you know, homopathy is, I like blending them together. And so using one over another is somewhat difficult and gets kind of over, it's laborious. You have mm -hmm. too much stuff going on. Right. So I'll use I'll use those kind of things. L-theanine is an amino acid. You can find it in a supplement. Just get, get a good quality one. It's pretty inexpensive. I use it a lot for anxiety and sleep, especially for those folks that are, I can get to sleep, but I get up in the middle of the night mm -hmm. because what L-theanine does is it helps restore the body's wavelength, wave uh, patterns in the brain to that calming wave patterns. I, I believe they are the 
alpha waves. I can't. I always get alpha and beta mixed I'm up. Gonna, so don't, I'm going to believe you. Uh, I'm going to go with alpha. It restores it to the ones that are important. So beta is, I think, uh, excitatory, and alpha is is calming. And there's theta waves too. Our children have a ton of theta waves in their brains. And those are the ones that kind of absorb everything and mm. kind of help you get into that thinking mode. Mm-hmm. But you know, of course, the obvious, reduce your caffeine levels, mm-hmm. things of that nature. L-theanine works great. So that's kind of what I use in the middle of the night. If you pop pop like one or two of those, one or 200 milligrams, it helps kind of restore your body, kind of calm yourself down. Again, doing deep breathing exercises. If you wake up in the middle of the night, tell the brain to kind of calm down. The whole, it's, you think about it though, it's like, if I'm worried about the future or the past, I'm in a worried state. Right. I'm in, I have emotions now that are, are not regenerative and they're not calming mm-hmm. so being in the present mode is really what's important that's what these mindfulness mind body techniques are really designed for right i use those quite a bit melatonin is the first kind of thing if if you have too much melatonin on board because melatonin isn't really a sleep aid it's a it's a repletion so if it's low then that sleep sleep cycle will improve and i tell people if you take melatonin and the reference range is huge. It can go from like a half milligram to 10 milligrams. Hmm. So there's really no huge ref. There's definitely no like toxicity in that range. It's a natural, we, we make it naturally. It's the pathway from serotonin converts to melatonin. But if you have too much on board because you take too much, the side effect of that is usually vivid dreams. Hmm. Not necessarily nightmares, but like extremely vivid dreams. Like I don't know if I'm dreaming or not. Like I wake up and go, whoa, and not necessarily, but sometimes they can be vivid enough where they're pretty powerful and they could be nightmarish and things like that. So if you, if you're taking melatonin for sleep and your dreams kind of get really, really vivid uh, or nightmarish, then maybe we need to look somewhere else Mm. and use that. I use 5-HTP a lot, which is the precursor to serotonin. GABA, which is a, a calming neurotransmitter. There's a, something, gamma amino butyric acid, GABA. You can buy that in capsule form too. Again, I use these things in combinations. So a lot of my sleep aids have a lot of these things put in them in sleep aids, supporting with, with some uh, taurine. Um, I use another thing uh, called phosphatile serine it's nicknamed ps i wonder why they nicknamed it <laughs> well it's hard to say right <laughs> it's another nutrient that helps helps uh metabolize cortisol so again we're trying to contribute both balances right. of lowering cortisol and improving sleep cycle so i try to use things that aren't addictive that are going to work pretty well some people will just straight up use benadryl right it's why use an antihistamine that's going to dry you up and give you foggy brain and maybe give you a little bit of a hangover if you don't have to but those are sedative so we market the sedation of a drug for sleep that's where unisom and these things come from it's really just benadryl thing is is people say well i use benadryl every night well Technically, if you take Benadryl for about seven days, the sedative properties sort of go away. So hmm. using it for a sleep aid is only good very acutely. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so great information. I mean, so kind of recapping everything, if, if you want to get better sleep, first off, turn your brain off. Try and relax your brain before you go to bed. And then if that's not helping and you're one that wakes up in the middle of the night, there's a couple supplements that may help out with that. But once again, go back to 
turn your brain off. You've got to relax and, and turn the cortisol levels down. Well, we have to, we have to get our brains in a relaxed state. We have to get our bodies in a relaxed state. So, you know, it can't be overemphasized, but really it's, it's all good sleep hygiene, get a good mattress. You know, that's super important. Take things that will help calm you. Herbal teas are great. I had some last night because I'm getting over this little, you know, tickling my throat cold from all the things going around with my family and in the neighborhood. So I took some herbal tea, you know, just to calm me down. I had a little echinacea in it, soothed my throat. It's calming, right? Music, we didn't talk about that. I'll throw headphones on when I'm doing meditations and I'll put on a nice calming, like, you know. Like Bon Jovi or something like that. Just something real calming. I usually just like flicker through like you know even some of the like spa channels or something Mm. it just gets your mind into a nice relaxative state you want to get really technical there's some things you could do to actually find specific frequencies that Hmm. you can listen to that your brain will actually turn on into calming pathways but that's kind of in a 201 podcast for today we're trying to get people to do the simple stuff we just want you to relax um I, i like i geek out on it right you need to have relaxation techniques for sure i can't stress mind body everybody needs them the science is now catching up quite a bit to that type of stuff Mm -hmm. re you know making our our brains are neuroplastic that means that they can rewire new pathways we didn't have that mode of thinking more mainstream now than it ever has been and it's totally true so using mind body techniques not only just calm you down to help you sleep they help rewire them into a better default mode right you know our default mode has been wired up the wrong way most for us that can't sleep or Mm -hmm. have a lot of stress so how do you rewire the brain one of those ways is to do that right awesome man that helps me for sure so i appreciate that one yeah so i hope that helps that was kind of the question one of the one of the things i had today you know this week was was working on a couple people that had that problem great sounds good well thanks for listening guys uh if you like this podcast like us like subscribe send it to your friends i'm really trying to get uh, more and more information out to people so we can get them to be vibrantly healthy awesome who are you i am josh rimini and this is your functional rx podcast at Dilworth Drug and Wellness.